0: Damn. Ready? Tetris is great.
1: Mm, 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 Especially mm, multiplayer. Mm, mm. Multi-playing with your friends. Now, hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 34-2. And we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm eating yogurt. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We pick a topic, we pick some music and we talk about everything in between. Um, This week's episode is another special monthly, monthly live streamed episode for our Patreon members. And just like every monthly Patreon episode that we do, all of our tracks today are listener submitted, along with most of them, along with testimonials from the person submitting the tracks. And if you would like to be a part of our live stream, you can join us on patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels and um any donation there any membership level there gets you access to these awesome monthly shows and they are awesome aren't they
0: they are no well i can't <laughs> judge for that i mean this just the viewers and listeners who can judge that i'm just here hanging out having hanging fun
1: up. um i want to say that um we are our episodes are a little spread out right now so um this is our first episode recording after retro world
0: but it may not necess- I don't know what the schedule order is but it may not release next week I don't know it is not
1: this one's coming out in two weeks okay yeah because so,
0: next week's going to be the one we actually recorded last week
1: exactly All yeah right. because I released the, the Retro World one. so I hope you enjoyed the Retro World um, podcast that we did it was a lot of fun we were really silly we were goofing off it was right immediately off the heels of another panel with the hosts of XVGM Radio and the VG Embassy Ed Wilson and Mike and Justin and um, it was fun, it was a really good time, and then we were like, give me the mic, we're taking over.
0: No, it was, <laughs> no, it was all fun, because actually, believe it or not, well, yeah. not believe it or not, it actually happened if you was in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the episode was over, we did our episode, we kept them on as like guest judges for our music competition, which was kind of fun. And some of the people that came for their the original panel stayed for hours, and a few other people showed up too. So it was nice to see, like, some people were like, we've never heard of you guys before, but after coming for the XBGM panel, we like you guys. We're going to listen to you, too.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. that A lot of the um, the, the New Englanders up there, um, they all have, like, their own little community and, like, a so YouTube community, and the people at Retro World um, all kind of know who they are. So it was kind of fun to kind of jump in and be like, hey, this is who we are, too. So because we've been up there before for their sh- their panels and their shows. but you know, it would be nice, though. I have no idea how it would work anything.
0: because of the fact that, you know, they have everybody and their mom trying to do them. It'd be nice if MagFest, if a bunch of podcasters tried to get panels at MagFest, and there was, like, this, like, weird BGM podcast block. It,
1: we should just do that. I think we could. That'd be amazing if we can get everyone from New England down here, which is harder because— Not even just
0: that, like, I mean, because I'm looking at Martyrus. He's saying, like, he wishes he was there. I'm like, well, I feel like maybe it'd be easier for him to do something like— consider something like MagFest than, you know, Retro World Because it's so much bigger? Yeah though, which is funny because hearing that, it's like, Ashley's probably more expensive to go to that COD, too. Way more expensive. But, nonetheless, there's like, that's a bigger spectacle, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, maybe it'd be more convenient for more West Coasters and mid mm. Midwesterner podcasts like, hey, let's just go to this big collective
1: yeah. and have a podcast volley. Now, that one I would like to get a room at and stay there overnight because there's a lot of like late-night shows <laughs> and stuff.
0: Good luck with that!
1: <laughs> We'd have to start like I guess I guess there's like a pool, or it's, it's almost random chance, right? It's basically get a you
0: get an Airbnb. Like I have never, ever, stayed in the Gaylord for Magfest ever. I've been going since well I've been going back since ten, and I've never gotten a room there. Um, I've seen friends get them, but I've always yeah. stayed at a hotel on the campus or at an Airbnb
1: in like a, like Oxon Hill, which is like a town over. So. Yeah, good luck with that. Bash. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, it's a dream, right? But at least stay in that area or stay near the show where I can see more of the show rather than... We don't live that far away, but it's enough of a drive. Like two hours. I mean, it's, it's enough of a drive to be like... I drove it home at 4 a.m. before. I was white. Yeah, the last time I was down there, it was like 12 or 1 when I left. And it was it was late enough because I was there all day long. There's stuff going... There's just so much stuff to see and do and listen to. There's t- way too much. But the
0: weird part for me is that I only want to play poppin' music. Like, I, I miss all the panels. Not to say the panels are bad. I just need to actually leave what I'm doing and I know, say I should try panels. The
1: arcade there is so big and it is so good. You can spend your whole time there. But I just play pop. I music mean. Or the um, U-Beat. You play U-Beat. I do play U-Beat. Or um, I, w- I would keep popping back into where the main concerts were because there was always like a really good band playing. And that's where I first saw um, Disco Cactus. Disco Cactus was so good. So good. Prickly. It was very prickly. Was it Disco Cactus or was it... Maybe a Samba Cactus. Ooh, boy. I think that's who that was. They were great. I'm going <laughs> to say that. I'm going to stick to it. Ska Cactus? Scott Cactus. Um R- Ska Cactus. Richard, oh, Ska Cactus. That was Scott. No, Ska, like, horns. That <laughs> was Scott Cactus. Yeah, like rocking out with the horns. Anyway, this week's episode theme is all about detectives. Detective stories, detective work, detective characters. Figuring it out detective music and uh, you guys came out in spades we got so much music in the last two days I don't know we might have to do another detective episode right after this one as we got so much music get to the bottom of the case we gotta get to the bottom of, of all, this, all this music um, is there anything else we want to talk about um, I don't know I don't know we it, we had a good trip um, it, it was, was a, a fun trip hotel was okay the the Mario Party was sizzling Mario Party was probably a highlight. Mario Party and Rock Band was a highlight for me that is true. Rock yeah. band, we did play Rock band in the in the game room, yeah, and uh, it was always like I would walk up and be like, "Hey, you guys want a guitar player?" And you would show up, and then I'd be like, "Hey, can I sing on your on? Can I sing too?" And it was just it was very casual. Or is, it, no oh, one was yeah. right.
0: No one was mean about song choices. But yeah, there was no long line waiting for it. It was perfect. And, and that, the best part yeah. of all, I hadn't played Rock band since like 2013 because you know my original Rock band crew all familyed up and dis, you know dispersed themselves outward and wherever. But I was glad to see that when I got on the, on the microphone, I'm sorry, on the guitar again, <laughs> I was putting on a hard mode because I was too chicken to go back to expert mode. Oh, I was putting it. on a hard mode and I was like, you know, I still got that. I was doing the hand slides like I used to back in the day. Mm-hmm. I remembered some of my favorite songs in the game and ended up playing those again like old times. Yeah,
1: well, that reminds me. I want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Cameron Werma for meeting us out there. Um, it just would, it wouldn't have been a good retro world without seeing him again. He's a great guy. I'm really, um, just really privileged to know him. To know him, I call him a friend. Likewise, and yeah. I'm hoping he makes that trip to PAX Unplugged. That'd be that'd be great. I know it's a long drive for him, though. But that's the whole
0: point of those kinds of conventions. It's generally a long trip. It's generally a long trip. So I hope I hope he's able. That's to. why you stay for days. Stay for days. He can stay with you, right? Every- I love how you just, like, he can stay with you despite <laughs> you having on. rooms, other rooms without games
1: in them. You have so many rooms, too. He can sleep on top of the games. It's like, no, just make, top he, of make, the games. He can make a bed of of, uh, of DS games, uh, DS cartridges.
0: Oh, my God. I'm still laughing at that. It's just, like, shows up like, hey, man, I got nowhere <laughs> for you right now. Actually, truth is, I could I got friends that are visiting this month. Like some friends from Chicago are coming to visit. Yeah, and I usually try to make some space for people. Like if it's just the couch or like um, two like comforters and like in like in the game room, so you're basically sleeping around like games all around you. So if you're a nerd, <laughs> oh man, people would pay money for that themed hotel. But <laughs> my house is free. It's it's, it's absolutely free. So yeah. all jokes aside, you charge, can, you charge for water though. So all jokes aside, water. if he came by himself for some reason. And, uh, and by some chance, I can figure out if he can ride up with us. I don't care if he cracks with me. Yeah, I'm, I didn't mean to just throw it out there No, for you, you totally did. But I, um, I still am okay with him staying with me.
1: <laughs> if he even listened to this episode. <laughs> okay, um, here we go. So, detectives. So, did you see some detective work here? I was like, maybe I can sleuth out some space in Purnell's house for a friend of ours. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but no, I digress. Fun, actually, fun fact,
0: Stephen Miller. So Stephen Miller in the chat says Rock Band, I miss Rock Band, it had so much I had so much DLC. They're actually still putting DLC out. I'm not kidding. To this day. They just put out freaking Knights of Sidonia <laughs> and like two other muse songs, which shocked me. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, Knights of Sidonia was already packaged into Guitar Hero Three back in the day. So they added more? Well, Guitar Hero had it. Oh, Guitar
1: Hero. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was on Guitar Hero.
0: But it was just surprising that here we are like a, over a
1: decade later and they're like, we're putting Knights of Cydonia in Rock Band. Like what? <laughs> yeah, the last song I played uh, at Retro World was a Muse song and it had a really hard bass part. And, C- and Cameron was like, hey, what song do you play? I was like, oh, it was some Muse song. And I had it on expert bass and I'd like nearly died trying to finish it. And he's like, oh, I know what your song you're talking about. And he said the name of the song, Sanctuary, I think. And I said, I I couldn't do it. He's like, yeah, it's hard because Cameron plays bass. Oh. And his band plays that song. Oh, there it
0: is. <laughs> yeah. I always want to see – that's why now I wish he played the game because I always wanted to see an actual guitarist play, like, the
1: video game variant to see
0: if any of that translates over because instead of hitting actual complex strings, you're just
1: mashing a button, like five yeah. buttons. I think what only thing that would absolutely translate is probably just drums. Yeah. Um, all right, so we are going to go into some music, and then we're going to go from there. We are going to start. This is a even numbered episode, so we're going to start with some music. Who sounds good today? <laughs> what the heck! We're going to start with um uh who, who is it? Who is it? Rage Cage. Rage Cage. We're starting with Rage Cage's track. This is a track from the Blade Runner PC title. I think this was released in the late '90s. Um, this is the Bradbury Building, and the music on this game is composed by Frank Klepacki. And you're back. We're back. You're listening. We're listening to the Brad... <laughs> Sing your moment! <laughs> <laughs> Start it over. Okay. You're listening to the uh, music from the game Blade Runner for the PC. This is the Bradbury Building, kind of an atmospheric, kind of slow-moving kind of song. This is from Frank Klepacki, classic, classic, classic composer. Um, this, is, this was suggested to us from our listener, our supporter, and our friend Rage Cage. Which is funny enough, he actually just joined the chat he as just, well. Just
0: joined us, yeah. And by the way, you put out a really good VG Memporium this recent one. I listened to it because Martyrus actually shared it and I caught it. Um, very good episode and your freaking Persona 4 chip tune cover that you did, that you put on the show.
1: Loved it. Very much. Mm. So, yes. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, I I really um, like that. A lot of extra shows have come out of like, oh, we listened to your show, we like it so much, we try something else ourselves. And then like you listen to it, and you're like, wow, did, that's really good, you know, or I learned something new, right? But you so get whole new personalities from other people.
0: Well, the thing that I think is good about Rage Cage's show, especially, is the fact that I am not particularly well versed mm-hmm. in not so much cover bands, but the actual like chip artists and like people who remix using like different sound fonts and stuff like that and he is much more involved in that scene than i am so i can go to his show and like okay let's see what new um what cover artists he's come across or what you know oh this remixer put this together It sounds great i never heard of him but now i do so it's pretty awesome so like i (laughs) and it's getting better now that i'm trying to get back into lifting weights again it's a slow process because i don't find it fun um but as I try to get back into lifting weights, I've come to realize that if I'm working out in my basement and not at Planet Fitness, I can listen to podcasts down there.
1: Yeah, you can. Li- yeah, yeah. Because if you're at if you're at, well here at Planet Fitness, you can listen to podcasts.
0: And it's true, but it's not the same. Cause I got those. I gotta get some maybe some wireless headphones, but I still use normal headphones. Oh, okay. So that cable in your way while cords while you're pushing and
1: pulling. I gotta things. show you the ones that I'm using. I'm really really happy with them. With the little earbud thingies. Oh, Okay. They're From Jabra. Anyway, um, I just got them anyway, and because I just needed something new for running, because my old ones died. Really, they died when I was in in Vegas, and I was really annoyed about that. That's nice. And so Be I bought and, step on. and I bought a new pair while I was out there, like a cheapo pair from like some little like bodega thing that was inside not a bodega, but like a little like little shop inside of one of the hotels, mm-hmm. and that died immediately. Oh, that's very annoying. All right, um, Rage Cage actually gave us a little testimonial. He says, "Hey guys." been a bit since i submitted a track to you huh super bummed i wasn't able to make it to retro world and see slash meet you guys on my trip to upstate new york anywho what i'm submitting to you is this a little ditty from blade runner point and click adventure game for the pc called the bradbury building by frank klipacki not making a total replicant of Vangelis's music from the movie yeah definitely not Vangelis. Um, but having grown up with my mother listening to the movie soundtrack through my childhood, I can definitely say that it does capture the aesthetics of it, and it sounds like it fits um, within the once cramped and now more fleshed-out world. I discovered this game around 2008 when I was starting to play all the PC PNC games. PNC. Oh, point-and-click games. the bank? <laughs> I was like, PC games. Play all the, uh, the point-and-click games I never got to play as a kid. I went shortly after buying the Final Cut DVD set of Blade Runner. Um, this game was pretty interesting and engaging. The story taking place alongside the events of the movie. You play as rookie Blade Runner Matt, Ray McCoy, who is on a case to retire a group of rogue replicants. Though, if, um, through it, you explore fleshed out locales from the movie as well as new um, areas unique to the game. You also cross paths with many characters from the movie, excepting uh, uh Deckard and the replicants he's hunting. I would strongly recommend giving this game a try. It is currently available on Steam, though I originally got it through the sneaky means, don't tell nobody, and it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't that. And it's an enhanced edition to boot. Now, enough of my blathering. Time for you to enjoy the track. This is a great track. Um, I love Blade Runner so much. Um, I love everything about the movie, the aesthetics, the story. Um, the time I watched it when I was, like, a preteen, I think, or maybe a little bit younger, it really kind of made an impression on my aesthetics for for music and for this and for movies really and it <laughs> was funny as last night i was rewatching a bobs burgers where tina is writing fan fiction about her friends which is what she does erotic erotic friend fan fiction <laughs> you should watch the show but it's all around blade runner and so it's like instead of replicants they're called bots and she's like trying not to uh she's 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 not fitting in at school and so they, um, she writes a story about the the, the evil principal or whatever, want to wipe her brain. <laughs> that sounds like an odd thing. I all I know is it's that it's really it's really good. It's really really good. But she's she's telling a story through her through her um her book.
0: Well, that I can appreciate, yeah. especially if it's an imaginative narrative.
1: Yeah, but um, I, I, have you have you seen Blade Runner? I don't think. Do think I would go with no, just because easier to say I haven't. Harrison Ford, like
0: really young Harrison Ford. That's the thing. Like I'm familiar with Blade Runner due to the cultural impact mm. it's had, but due to that fact and how sketchy my movie viewing knowledge is anyway, mm. it's hard for me to remember if I saw the movie or if I just know of the movie, and due to the fact
1: that I can't remember uh, any scenes from it, <laughs> it's easier to say I've never seen it. We should watch it together. I would love to re-watch it sometime. I, I, I think it's really, really fun. I have the um, director's cut on DVD, Now you can probably find it streaming too. Could
0: I just run with two pairs of scissors, like two pairs of scissors, and get the same effect? <laughs> that is actually a Weird Al Yankovic movie,
1: uh, uh, album, Running with Scissors. Oh huh, well, there you go. Yeah, see, yeah. see, he was ahead of the game. It's really because um, that man was a man of innovation. He was running with them blades, um, but it's it's a uh, it's it's really good. It's what's really cool is that the whole movie looks so futuristic and bright, and the and the world looks enormous, but it's so it's so much an older movie that like all of the backgrounds and stuff it's all matte paintings. Oh, okay. So it just looks like these huge buildings, but someone drew the whole thing. It's really, really cool, and it really gives it a special kind of look to it too. So one would say a paintbrusher, yeah, yeah, because that was a stretch of a joke. Well, I was watching, What was I watching like one of the old Star Wars or some old movie, and like everything looked great, and like oh wow, like you know the monsters looked really good, and then suddenly like it looked like crap because it was CG from like 2004, and I'm like <laughs> they haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, they could do it when it was really far away, but when he got close, I was like. Polygons, <laughs> <laughs> not quite. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there was a sequel to Blade Runner, which I haven't, I haven't seen yet. I'm not, Kristen saw it, but she s- said she missed the first one, and as a result, had
0: no idea what the heck was going on.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure about a sequel to it. I mean, a Did sequel to, running
0: with bigger blades.
1: It was the, the biggest blade you've ever seen. The Buster Sword, then. Just trying to um, uh, 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 just slice through a uh, through time. The, the the largest piece of poster board you've ever seen. <laughs> All
0: right. That's yeah. an art. art, not a
1: science. Um, Chris Weisner says, in many ways, Blade Runner 2049 is better than the original. That is some big words. Enough so to say I should watch that instead of trying to watch the first one? Watch the first one. Watch the first one. It's so good. It's it's a good story. There's You don't have to like, you're not sitting there being like, what the heck is happening? It's, it's just so good. But I am
0: going to go and sit there and wonder, when are they going to get to the Blade Running? <laughs> It's in the title. You want things to be so literal. I do. Yes. If you're going to call a movie Blade Runner, I want to see a man or a woman running with blades. Why don't you run with your first track? I could do that. <laughs> it has no blades involved, unfortunately. Gosh darn it. I have to pick one of these tracks because oddly enough, or surprisingly enough, two different people submitted a track from the exact same game. Mm. So as a result, there's I have to pick one of them. I may just read both t- I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, the track comes from listener and friend Jessica McDervitt. McDevitt. I keep saying McDervitt. That's the <laughs> weird thing. There's like a TV show character named like McDervitt. I keep wanting to say that, but it's Jessica McDevitt. <laughs> right. And the track title comes from the game. I came close to saying Tex Avery, by the way. <laughs> Tex Murphy under a Killing Moon. Um the track title is called Chandler Avenue. And composers go by Larry Bastian, John Clark, and Eric Heberling. But I genuinely wish this was Tex Avery (laughs) under a killing moon because that would be a very different game. Welcome back. You are listening to a game track called Chandler Avenue from Mm. the game Tex. I'm just going to say it because it's funnier. Tex Avery under (laughs) a killing mood submitted by listener Jessica McDevitt and composed by Larry Bastian, John Clark, and Eric Heberling. I just couldn't get Tex Avery out of my head. It's just how it is. I can't help myself. Um, So both – Jessica and Martyrs submitted tracks from this game. Yeah. And up until today I've never heard of the thing. This is a complete mystery game to me. But it's also because it was a PC title. And I wasn't much for PC yeah. until like Steam took off in like the mid like the early 2000s. Not said release just took off. There's a difference. So let's read the description for this that was given to us. Though I may read
1: Martyrs' too, because again It's something cool about two people submitting tracks from the same game. How about you read uh, Chesses and I'll read All Alright, that sounds good. That sounds good to me too. Alright. Who doesn't love FMV games? I sure do. If you want an example
0: of FMV done right, you need to check out the Tex Murphy series. Definitely not everyone's cup of tea, but I dig it. Tex is a hopelessly down-on-his-luck detective living in a futuristic version of San Francisco. The series has a totally unique gameplay style featuring first-person 3D environments that you explore for clues and FMV sequences that tell the story. All of the games feature compelling stories and a good sense of humor, usually poking fun at Tex himself, and it adds a lot of fun to the whole experience. Hmm. I've spent a lot of time with this series and I've enjoyed it immensely. Some of the puzzles, items, and clues can be a bit difficult to find in the 3D space, so I'm not afraid to admit that I use the hell out of the built-in <laughs> hint system. You should not be ashamed of that. Oh no! Because it makes the jo- If it makes the game fun, and you actually see the end of it,
1: <laughs> by all means, take especially, care of business. Especially these older games, right? Like, like you just just remove some of the, the the things in the way of of your enjoyment of the game, because there's so much to enjoy that a lot of people probably never saw. Right? Mm-hmm. Even people who owned the game and played it years ago maybe never got to see the ending of it or got to see a lot of the content. There are definitely yeah. games
0: from back in the day where I just didn't get to the end. Not, and this was before I was overwhelmed with like options. I just
1: wasn't good enough to see the end of the game. All right, well, here we go. We got one more track. We got one more um, Sorry, one more testimonial. This one comes from Martyrus. Oh!
2: <laughs>
1: I had to like, play that again. I love the opening to the song. Uh, Martyrus says... Here's a, it, all cough kind of fits. His track has some, has some uh, groovy strings, a steady beat, and a piano and a synthesizer that tickles the cat's curiosity. You can just smell the burnt cigarettes from the ashes and the smoke being revealed by the one single hanging ceiling light. Under the Killing Moon is the third game in the Tex Murphy PC game series and was first released in the United States and Europe in '94 for Windows. The following year, it was published for the Macintosh. A simple point-and-click adventure, you take on the role of Tex Murphy, a detective who is just divorced from his wife, out of money, and living in a rundown area of San Francisco. <laughs> just like my life. <laughs> uh, That's great. Hey, uh, he is determined to get back to work and was able to solve a burglary case at at a pawn shop. He is soon visited by a woman named Countess Rainier, who hires him to find a missing statuette. Things seem good until Tex finds himself in over his head with a mysterious group. I can't say more about it since I've never played the game, but I must tell you that this track and the rest of the soundtrack are a delight to hear. Glad to know you both made it home safely from Retro World. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Well, it wasn't without its own perils. I can promise you that. We were followed by a weird van for like 10 miles yeah. on like single lane roads, and it wasn't even intentional.
1: It was just... Yeah, it was just like... Those roads were terrifying. Like I've never been on such dangerous, windy back roads before for so long, for so long. And that van was not letting up. No, it wasn't. It was on me the whole time.
0: And it seemed like they
1: were like an angry driver because they took some unexpected like, mutual yeah. turns with us. I didn't feel safe taking the turns at the speed that I was going at just because I didn't know where I was. Like, I couldn't see around the corner. And he was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see that car just going whoop right into
0: the right into the river. But for a second, maybe Rob us.
1: gave this guy the finger when I wasn't looking. And it was like, well, that's why he's pissed. And then we got, we start going off another way, and I was like, I think we lost him. And then we saw another van come out. And we're like, it's the same van. <laughs> Crap! He found us. <laughs> he found us. but We were behind him at that point. You know, just a little bit of, a little bit of fun. You gotta have some fun on the road trips. death Defying adventure in the backwoods of Connecticut. The ride, the ride home was way more um, boring. Yeah, we, uh, unfortunately, we thankful, stayed on, once you stay on boring. interstates, nothing happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got on the the turnpike, the New Jersey Turnpike, and all that stuff. Um, that was a good time. That was a good time. So thank you everybody for those testimonials. Actually,
0: what that's a one funny tidbit mm-hmm. that we did. I well at least I learned on the ride home for people who just may not be familiar. But if you're familiar with things, a little fun fact about the United States here. So the state of New Jersey, one of the states we had to drive through to get home. Uh, there's a running joke about the state that. Uh, hey Pernell, I know something about New Jersey. Oh, Christ, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> He's like, I just, want to, I just want to bop my head to the music. But, so I'm New sorry. Jer- <laughs> it's okay. I'm just literally confused right now. Just trying to do my jokes for now. So was, hey, hey, I'm not knocking it. Yeah. So the state of New Jersey <laughs> is fairly well known that you can't pretty much leave the state going west or south without paying a toll to get out. There's a few like freebie bridges if you know the backwoods towns in New Jersey, but for the most part... The
1: ones that, that, that cross over from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. Yeah, because... Or New York to New Jersey. Those are the big ones.
0: Well, the thing is, you can get out of... I guess you Maybe not. You might not be able to get out of the north. But anyway, point is, you generally have to pay to get out of the state. But I knew one bridge you used to be able to take to get out for free. And I used to drive halfway into the state of New Jersey, sometimes going extra distance just to not pay that stupid toll. But come to find out, right before COVID kicked in, they ecstasy altered the entire roadscape in that area and then put a toll bridge where I used to cross for free. And I only learned it when we were coming back on Sundays. Wait a minute. Why are we paying money to cross? This is not how it's supposed to work. This is stupid. And now I'm upset because I don't know how many more freeways to get out of New Jersey. They shake you down no matter how you slice it. I think New Jersey is run by the mob. I think I
1: think it might be. I think. I think. Um, what's that? I had? A, I had something about the uh, the the state of New Jersey's um, state motto is um, "We'll we'll catch you on the way out" or something like that. <laughs> like, we'll, well, go the house always wins. House always wins, and by the house, I mean the state. I mean the, the revenue uh, the, the tolls, yeah, yeah, the highway tolls, because they always get you. They'll always find their way to, to, to take that money. Shit, you write the heck down. There's so I many, can. and there's so many. Like I, in my mind, like I've I've only visited so many towns in New Jersey that in my mind, New Jersey is only the Turnpike and like other little. Those beaches, I, I've never seen them. You've never been to the beaches
0: I've there. I've never seen them.
1: They don't. They're not real. I think everyone. Is no, in, we. I play, it's like a shared hallucination.
0: I got a lot of free <laughs> food, and drinks, playing it, playing Pump It Up at the beach in New Jersey. I. It's real. It's real.
1: Very real. I wonder if I can get some free food. Well, it depends. How well can you dance in front of a large studio I'm, audience? I'm an amazing, amazing studio audience. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing you're saying I can dance well in front of myself. Yeah, I can give I can get. I can give someone else some food. <laughs> All right, so my next track is coming from our listener, Bedroth, host of the of, host of the Very Good Music Podcast. Is that still going on? I, I, I wasn't there a thing here, I think he was on a, on a little bit of a hiatus. Or maybe it was some other show. I don't remember. Pernell doesn't know. Next up is from Bedroth. (laughs) It's from the game Dick Tracy for the NES, composed by George Sanger. This game used to just, it was inscrutable. It infuriated me as a child. We're going to listen to the theme of the streets. Picked by Bedroth from the game Dick Tracy. to the streets theme from the game Dick Tracy for the Nintendo Entertainment System. This is composed by George Sanger and it was picked by our listener Bedroth. Bedroth would like to say... I seriously, I, also say it, I seriously thought about calling the subject Dick Picks, but then I thought, mm, better not. No, it would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Anyway, my pick is the Streets theme from Dick Tracy on the NES. I used to rent this one from time to time, and I never made it past the first step in, in solving the mystery, or whatever the hell you were supposed to do in this game. But I still remember this theme because it's the one I heard the most. Absolutely. If you don't know what you're doing in Dick Tracy, you are in the streets a lot, getting shot at. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, actually never played Dick Tracy. It's tough. Uh, play it with a strategy guide, or at least, um, at least if you can find a, a, a scan of the manual that tells you what to do. I wonder if it actually holds up, though. now that you mention it. Probably not. It's really hard platforming, interspersed with like an overworld, like over the head system that's like really hard to get around on. Because mm-hmm. when you when you ride around in his car, it's always like on the right side of the road and it's a good effect but like it's really hard to avoid bullets and stuff like that oh boy sounds like an exercise in frustration with a side of mystery and then you have to figure out i think you have to figure out like which building to go to next that you can get into to talk to the next suspect and you get into the building it's just you're just getting bombarded with enemies constantly they they
0: shoot at you on the street too yeah yeah and there are no officers stepping in and saying hey there's a lot of
1: gunplay on the street it's like it's this giant city you're the only one on the road and there's this people in the buildings just shooting out the window at you it's just a crime riddled city yeah it's awful the only person to clean out the streets is you Dick Tracy and he ain't getting paid enough (laughs) he is not getting paid enough for this crap um getting too old for this so yeah so if you don't know what you're doing in this game you're just riding around the streets being like where do I go because nothing is highlighted. Nothing is no, there's no map. There's nothing. So yeah. it's
0: literally just, wait a minute. In that respect, maybe just it's not so bad. You If just... you remember the roads and stuff, maybe that's where my brain will come in handy. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's like there's, I think there's some clues, but oh my God, it's just tough. But this diss track is awesome. So The uh, gunfire is coming from that direction. That's where I need to go. Uh, George Sanger, I think he is also famous for Maniac Mansion. Okay. I believe. That's a pedigree right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is some good stuff and it's got it's the, the, the style of this song is so much different from other, other tracks. So um take Tracy for the NES Thank you, Bedrock. I like this song very much. Also
0: again it might come out the episode might come up nah. I'll say it anyway. The episode might come up beforehand, but nice little kick in the you know side pocket here. He's doing an episode soon and he's looking for track submissions for his show related to final levels. Final stages. So, a bedroth is bedroth is yes. So, if you are of the type who wants to submit some tracks related to that, hit up the very good music a VG very good music VGM podcast on Twitter Mm -hmm. and fire off some final level slash stage tracks to him. He'd really appreciate
1: it. Is he the one running the masters of VGM uh, Twitter? Yes, okay. Because I've seen him like respond to things and I'm like, wait a minute, is that him? (laughs) The answer is yes. yes. All right, uh, for now, what's your second track?
0: All right. So my second track comes from a new submitter, actually, um, an actual friend of ours. Though he's written to us more than a few times over the years, and I'm glad to see he's submitting some tracks to the oh, actual yes. show. Yeah, goes by the name of Khalid, and the track that he submits comes from the game Thimbleweed Park, and the track title is called Town, composed by Steve Kirk. <laughs> Before reintroducing the track, an interesting point that came up in the discussion here was uh, Rage Cage mentions that there are a lot of Western composers this time around. And it's an interesting point to make, because obviously this is an opinion, and I love the reason I'm saying on the air instead of off air, because I would like people to respond and say, actually, Pernell, not actually. Um, I'm not, I mean, while I can't say that this style of music isn't, you know, is, isn't exclusive to the West. I will say, I can't think of too many detective games, specifically detective games, mm-hmm. that came from the East.
1: Well, that, Data East, well, the, uh, <laughs> that, that, kind <laughs> of, East. that kind of hard-boiled detective stuff is definitely, like, an Americana, like, it's an American thing. Like, we, you know, it's something that we really gravitate towards, this there's, there's pulpy stories, you know, those movies. But the thing about it is, I would like the, th- I can I feel like there's just a lot that I'm not thinking about that I'm
0: not remembering, but off the top of my head right now, there are not too many coming to mind. Um, not saying, like, for example, like, I don't even remember... Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna leave the point there with the intent being, if anybody knows of any, by all means, send them to the show. EB, if you're in the chat, I know you probably have a lexicon of them in your head. Hit us with some deets, my friend. But, anyway, back to this deal. Um, this track comes from listener and friend Khalid, and this is titled Town, from the game Thimbleweed Park, composed by Steve Kirk. So... I got a lot of a testimony here, so I'm just going to read it right off the cut and just do it. So this is a big one, at least for me. The premise for the creation of this special game was, imagine you find a game you bought in 1987, buried in your drawer 30 years later, and you play it for the first time. That's what the great Ron Gilbert, creator of games like Maniac Mansion and Monkey Island set out to do in 2015. Me being someone who grew up with the point-and-click adventures of those days, and especially those by Lucasfilm Games, or LucasArts, as it was later called. I immediately loved the idea, contributed to the Kickstarter, and followed the project. To make it short, the game turned out to be brilliant. Over the course of the game, you play a number of characters, two of which are FBI agents who are investigating a murder in the sleepy town of Thimbleweed Park or do they? As beautifully drawn as the pixel art by Gary Winnick, Mark Ferrari, Octavi Navarro, and this game is, the music did not go the retro chip route at all. Steve Kirk composed the amazing soundtrack, which, in my opinion, fits the mood perfectly. So, if you have any interest in the point-and-click adventure genre at all, I can wholeheartedly recommend this gym of a game. It was a dark and stormy night. Let me stop. Okay. <laughs> I was out of why. I was like, I want to say this. I want to read this like a hardball detective. Uh,
1: no, I turned up the music a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> that's going to be perfect. <laughs> I mean, Khalid's been writing to us for a while, and it's just really great to to get a suggestion from him um, uh, for an actual episode. I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly because I want to say Khalid was probably one of the
0: first people that wrote into the show to make me go, "Wow, we're actually reaching out to people."
1: Yeah, I think so. So yeah, yeah. So he's out there in Germany. So um, thank you, thank much you very appreciate. Much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, and now um, thanks say, for the suggestion.
0: Now I will say this before we transfer over. Um, I feel like police police not I think heavily counts. Um, that was mentioned by Martyrus. Um, let me see. Martyrs also mentioned Donkey Ropa. That one I find a hard. I'm not so sure I feel it on because Donkey Ropa is one of those games where it's a mystery. But you're well, with the exception of one game, um, you're not actually playing a detective game so much. It's a, it's more it's more point and clicky. It just
1: mm-hmm. wacky, weird, strange adventure. Yeah, there's some investigation, but it's less of a detective story, right? Yeah, yeah like I'm yeah. thinking like straight up detective stories.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's a more narrow it's a more narrow focus on what I'm saying
1: I can't find examples of. Well, oh, well, for an example of a Japanese detective story, we have one coming up from our friend and listener, Hammock. Hammock! Hammock brings us a track from the FM Towns CD. Now, who owned that one? No one in America. Um, this is a track from the game called Psychic Detective Final. Solitude, Yokan. This is composed by Yasuhito Saito, and we're going to listen to the title track right now. Uh-huh. Oh my God. That was the title track from Psychic Detective Final, Solitude Jokan, from the FM Town CD computer system composed by Yasuhito Saito. Oh, what's that, what's that guitar hit? Once that guitar hit? That was incredible. What a track from Hammock. Love, love, love that tune. Hammock would like to say, ooh, hold on, I'm gonna turn this music down. <laughs> buh, buh, buh. Detective game music is my jam, both figuratively and literally. And even though I've never played any detective games alongside from the, uh, uh, games aside from the Chippendale Rescue Rangers on the NES, this occasion calls for a complete and total jam from a completely obscured detective game on the FM Town CD. The game is Psychic Detective Final, Solitude Giokan, and this is the title track composed by Yasuhito Saito. It's got both the attitude and raw emotion needed to successfully solve any murder case, whether it's single or double homicide. So down your bourbon, snuff out your cigarette, Throw on that khaki rain jacket and get out there, dick. Bring closure to all those psychic kids out there missing their dead psychic parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good.
0: That's absolutely hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a knack for testimonials.
1: Yes, he does. That's very funny. <laughs> oh, this track is killing me, man. Oh, the guitar mixed with the uh, with the, that horn—it's it's so nice. This is super nice. I'm still laughing. Martyrs is like, "Pronounced looking like Ray Charles over there." Oh,
0: I know. I was right. doing. I got into that weird fugue
1: groove state. Yeah, you get into a trance, right? It, it's that beat. It's a boom, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba. It's so nice. Um, and then once the? Uh, I guess it's like a chorus. Once the chorus kicks in that's that's going on right now? It's it's a the snares on on the two and the four. For a while, there it's just on the I think it's on the three and the three, but there's like
0: there's just like a certain type of sound, like, not every track has it, which is fine because I like all the music that got submitted, otherwise, we wouldn't have picked it in the first place. But detective stories. Mm There's a very specific like vibe you get from like the like the cigarette smoke
1: in the air in an yeah. era where no one cared if you smoked. Yeah, something about uh, it. It's like, on the counter. It's there's gonna be some saxophone or some saxophone equivalent playing mm-hmm. in that track. No, no doubt. <laughs> imagine if there was like an actual bar out there. It probably
0: is. I can't imagine there not being a specific bar that only played music like this, specifically
1: trying to have that motif. Yeah. Oh, there is a place near here. I would imagine they would do that, but they probably don't. But I wish they would. It's called uh, Hummingbird to Mars. See, so we, we have to find this place. Yeah, um, we have to find it. Because I is, actually want the bartender every hour to behind, just randomly go, and then uh, she walk through the door. It's behind a place that's near. You see where RJ lives up in um, one Heights. And you have to go to their website to get whatever the password is for the day. And you have to give them the password to let you in. See, I like that. Otherwise, they won't let you in. Yeah, it's a speakeasy style. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's like I know one other
0: speakeasy in the area, but I don't know if they have a password system. I see two speakeasies I've come across. It's not
1: in, like you don't know. It's not marked except for like a, a, a painting of a hummingbird like on the door too. Like it's not marked at all. That's how it needs to yeah, be. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be much of a speakeasy. But it's behind another restaurant, so everyone's going to one place, but like no one knows about this little back room. I'll tell you though, New York City
0: has a surprising number of speakeasies. Like, they do. Awesome. Yeah,
1: I did go to one. Oh yeah.
0: Because a friend of mine knew of it when we were visiting years years ago though. It was a literal hole in the wall, (laughs) and then you go up to the door. You—they had to know you were coming, so you couldn't just like walk up to it. You had to let them know in advance you were coming. You walk up, they—they verify you, they let you in, and you just walk down this narrow hallway, turn down another narrow hallway, then go down a bunch of stairs going like like a rotation, and then you let out and there's one more door. When you open it, (laughs) it, it's just like this big room. What? It was amazing to see. I'm like, I can't believe someone went through all the trouble to create this no, amazing it's,
1: establishment. I think it's like only in New York City where like the, the, like the houses and buildings are so dense, and they probably built on top of themselves so many times that you can get that kind of crazy architecture that's like hidden behind other architecture. Like You'll never see that in Wilmington. Which is unfortunate. Just tear the whole thing down and put a 7-Eleven there.
0: Because you can imagine just the number of private eyes that probably take cases out of that speakeasy. Oh, yeah, Sure. Like there's wait there for the client to come yeah. in since the clientele is very light. Now how much you got the money? You got the pictures. That's right. Yeah. Here's the evidence. Here's why I got. I did the job for you. Take this out of here and review it. Let me know what you think. Come <laughs> yeah. back next week. Buy me a drink. Um, but yeah, I I just like. I'm a huge sucker for all that that entirety of the entirety of that motif. Mm-hmm. It's really it's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like grimy danger.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 titillating, right? You yes. Because it's not a world that you want to live in.
0: Yeah, but it's a great world to read about. Yeah, absolutely. And see from the sidelines. Though I'll admit, maybe I don't want to live in it in the sense of, like, danger around every corner, but there's something cool about the idea of walking around with a long trench coat and a nice fedora, just sitting down at a bar with a gummy cigarette. Not a real cigarette. (laughs) I don't
1: smoke. (laughs) One of those, like, candy cigarettes that, like, just have powdered sugar on them.
0: Yeah. You know, just kind of sipping my whiskey at the bar, and then someone just walks up to me and is like, got a light? And I go, no, I don't smoke. I got some gummy bears. Would you want one of those? And then she go, "Good enough."
1: And then she says, "I got a case for you if you're willing to take." it. And I go, "Yeah, you know, Here, here, here. Hey, Pernell, I tell, someone, someone told me about you. Someone told me that you know, that you know how to how to find things. Who told you about me? I'll kill him. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah you heard right. You okay. Heard right. Well, you know, they they you came with good uh, good credentials, so I'm I'm gonna stick with it here. So. Um, but, uh, before we get started, uh, I'm about to light up. Do you want a cigarette? Oh, I don't
0: smoke. Kind of. Do you have anything you know, sweet?
1: I'm more about lollipops and gumdrops. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't think I can take you seriously, so I'm going to take off.
0: <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> I do good work. I don't do good smokes. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, let me come back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Imagine that
1: being the criteria required. Oh, you don't smoke? I'm out of here. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't smoke. Got a lollipop, got a gumdrop, got some gummy bears. Make some gummy bears. Do you have some? Do you have root beer floats? I like to stay awake when I work. Do you have banana
0: splits? Do you have ice cream? That's a little elaborate. <laughs> ice cream melts on the street. Do you have jawbreakers. <laughs> that do you have hurts. Bubblegum. Actually, jawbreakers would be good. Do you have M and M's? jawbreakers. Oh, I feel like, like Fat Tony now. Jawbreakers <laughs> would be the closest equivalent to smokes.
1: Yeah, I think so, because that's, like, the one thing I... I mean, it's all going to... Like, all that sugar's not good for you. Oh, yeah, but, but the jawbreaker's, like, double not good for you. Right? Yeah, but
0: you're kind of swirling <laughs> it, like... So, what do you need? take the gum drop. You take the jawbreaker out of your mouth, and you need to talk, and then when you're not talking, <laughs> they pop it back, and you're just, like, swishing it around your mouth. What can I do, you fool? God. Hold the... I got to do that now. I'm going to just dead it, like, and then I go to the bar next week with a giant jawbreaker. Take it out of my mouth. Hey, barkeep, can I get a shot of whiskey? I, I,
1: there's, there's no, there's no clean way. Like in your mind, it's like that just pops out of my mouth. The reality is, it pops out of my mouth like saliva, like just drips. Oh, that's a hundred percent part of the joke.
0: I am going to go to a bar that I'm never going to come back to. That's the point. I'll have bourbon, please. I'm going to burn <laughs> that bridge. I'm going to burn that bar um, bridge.
1: Uh, do you have an ashtray where I can put out my jawbreaker? <laughs> it just cracks it in the bowl. <laughs> it cracks it in the bowl. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what's your uh, last track?
0: All right, I should have put some thought into that and he swirled my page, but here we go. I'm pretty quick on the dime here. My <laughs> final track comes from the wise guy himself, Chris Wisner. This comes from a game that, funny enough, I've, I've heard him talk about this game in the past, too, so it doesn't surprise me that he submitted a track from it. This comes from the game Deja Vu, and the track title is called Peoria Streets Theme, composed by Hiroyuki Masuno, in Kento's group, released on the Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: Still, ah.
0: nah, I'm stop. We were, we were I, watching I, I, a reference to a show earlier. I, I had was a try to turned up so he can listen to the Baby's Day Out scene <laughs> with Joe Mantenga. Oh my god. This comes from the game Deja Vu. is titled The Peoria Streets theme, composed by Hiroyuki Masano and Kento's group, sedated by the wise guy himself, Chris Wisner. Uh, so, yeah, this track, I'm quite the fan of this one as well, and I want to hear more of the OST from Deja Vu now. Heaven forbid, maybe even play the blast game. If I'm not mistaken, I think this actually got a release on the Switch. Oh
1: really? Like a re was it like was it redone or is it just the just the original game?
0: I wanna I think it's just the original game. Hmm. But it's worth me looking into now because now my interest is peaked. But I digress. I'm rambling. This is not my show, it's the wise guy's show. Yeah. So, let's go. If we're talking about detectives and detective games, it's important that we go way back to 1990 for the point-and-click amnesiac noir thriller Deja Vu, which introduced us to Ace Harding, Private Eye on the NES. Ace Harding is a great name. These are are all great names. Ace Hardware? No, Ace Harding. Harding. Um, This title, (laughs) along with Shadowgate and the Uninvited, have a special place in my heart. While I had absolutely no clue what I was doing playing this game in elementary school, even then, I still recognized that the music itself slapped. Thankfully, I revisited the game down the road, managed to beat it, and it has such ranked amongst my favorite titles on the console. Composed by Hiroyuki Masano, I've selected the Peoria streets, streets theme for its smoky jazz melody mm. that's more valuable
1: to me than the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> oh. oh, nice slip there. Nice slipping. I'll, I'll tell you what. You keep this track, and you pass me the jade monkey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's another one of my favorite Simpsons clips. Buy me the jade monkey before the next full moon. Because you <laughs> found the jade monkey. Oh, where was it? Oh, it was in it was your storage. Oh, did you also find the... It was something else he named,
1: too. He's like, yeah, we found that, too. All those things. All
0: those things. But, yeah, I love this. This
1: track is good. I want to play the game. Another thing, uh, we, these games are, are are mostly point-and-click adventures.
0: Yeah, but I feel like now yeah. I have more of an inter- interest in playing them because after developing said interest in a later point in my life, I feel like I could go back and enjoy these too. Mm-hmm. The question becomes whether or not the aesthetics and all that will hold up to keep my interest as well. But, I mean, as long as we're not playing... what's was that blasted game uh, with the freaking cave troll and the wizard? I'll think of it later. The in- cave troll and the wizard. Well yeah it was a it was a really stupid like maze game uh. That you control the wizard and you fought goblins by swinging your staff in a really obtuse way is annoying. But as long as it doesn't play like
1: that game, which again, was that the to immortal? Say, there it is, that piece of crap <laughs> yeah, a, you, I used to love that game, man. I don't know how I, I anyone could. I had something about it. It was just really interesting to me.
0: It's one of those games that got re-released by Cubite Interactive, mm-hmm. and we had a review I can't it it got that. to us. <laughs> and my friend was like, Do "You want to review it?" I'm like, "Well, I've never played it, but I've heard so many people speak his praises. I want to try it." Mm-hmm. I don't know how it got to be loved as it did. The game is rough and frustrating. You're fighting goblins, and you don't even know if you're doing it. You're just, like, mashing the like <laughs> Yeah, something about it's... the
1: animation and the violence was definitely ahead of its time. Yeah, the violence is probably why everybody liked it. Yeah, probably. The yeah. goblins exploded in <laughs> mess. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Sliced them in half. Oh, man. All right, well, I'm going to turn this track down, because it's time for the part of the show that we call the bonus round.
0: The bones round
1: was a dark and stormy night <laughs> the bonus round crept in silently
0: but alluringly <laughs> and it was then that i knew that great tombs awaited me and i had no interest in avoiding my fate
1: and, and I thus knew- the <laughs> bonus round began and then i knew that dame that walked into my office was only the bonus round and that <laughs> bonus round I was going to play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme and i thought that game was nothing but trouble <laughs> um yeah so it's it's uh, arrangements and and uh, and anything else in between so stuff like um maybe maybe some some rare tracks from some uh some osts that were released ages and ages ago that we've all forgotten about and would love to hear again don't know why i described it like that anyway i was um uh, we had some uh suggestions um from kristen game 44 uh, four of them. And then in searching for the music for one of those descriptions, I found an arrangement from an original uh, soundtrack that was released in 1990. So this is from the game, the Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind. Um, and she she picked a few tracks from uh, this game and another one. I forget the name of, of, of the other one, but these these are old detective games on the Famicom disc system that never came out in, in America.
0: Actually.
1: What's that? I, I'm doing it myself. Well, actually, and They Rob, were released on Switch. Yes, they were. Right, so there were Switch versions of these games later on, but in 1990, there was a group of artists called the Mario Freaks Orchestra, and it was a whole group of composers and um, arrangers and musicians who were obsessed with the Nintendo. And they released their own sets of arranged albums on CD, and so they released their own arranged music from the Famicom Detective Club. And we're going to listen to the uh, it's just track number six because it's just like music from the game. Um, And across the whole album, there are um, which is the album is called Famicom Graffiti. Um, There's a whole bunch of uh, different uh, tracks here, so we're going to listen to. Track number six, this was composed by Kenji Yamamoto, and the arrangement is by Seiji Kameda with the musicians with Seiji Kameda on the keyboards and synthesizers, Katsuhiro Matsuo on the electric guitar, Yoshitaka Kuramori on saxophone, and Futoshi Kobayashi on the trumpet from the Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind. We are just into this song, way into this song. Oh, my God. This is music from the Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind, this Girl who
0: stand Behind
1: composed by Kenji Yamamoto. But this is performed by the Mario Freaks Orchestra for the, uh, for the album Game Music Graffiti in 1990, um, arranged by Seiji Kameda with musicians Seiji Kameda, Katsuhiro Matsuo, Yoshitaka Kiramotomi, and Futoshi Kobayashi.
0: Ooh, that was tasty. That was it,
1: so good. That trumpet, the trumpet was nice. It's a danceable track. Yeah, I would know. I danced to it. And the orchestra hits. I mean, like so many orchestra hits. So many orchestra hits, and it's still that smooth. Martyrs caught drum staccato. Yeah, there's a bit of a, a bit of that I like that really heavy. That heavy snare is like a, is a gated reverb on that snare, and it's just something you hear a lot in the in the early '90s and and late '80s. It's a really really nice sound. It's just. That snare drum is just enormous. You know, pop. <laughs> <laughs> pop! Just pop! Mm-hmm. Pop! It's so good. Um, really, really good pick. Uh, well, my pick, anyway. But um, anyway, thank you, Kristen, for for your uh, submissions to today's episode and kind of led me down the rabbit hole of the Famicom Detective Club. And
0: I love that yeah. she heard her description. Like She didn't say much for her tracks in general, but she did make sure to make a point to say she had to channel her inner hammock. Yeah, their inner, inner hammock. tracks. Yeah,
1: I channeled my inner hammock for these recommendations. And I'm like, yep, got to get them. Oh, the other game was the Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Air, which is kind of cool. So, so And you can play a lot of those on Switch now? I want to say both of, both of those were were updated and remade and released on the Switch. I couldn't remember if it
0: was this year or last year, but Kristen confirmed it was last year that they did it. She played them for Shocktober. Oh, cool. All right, so what is your... Bonus round track, for now. So a part of me picked this because it actually sounds legitimately good, but the other part of me picked it because there's a bit of a secret shame in it for me in that I've never <laughs> played a game in this series, oh. yet I own the first game and the unexpectedly not cheap uh, collector's edition of the sequel. <laughs> so I am going to play them. It's going to happen. But for now, I'm going to listen to this really cool cover that Martyrus submitted to us from the game AI Somnial Files. Um, it is titled as kokai or coke ai mm-hmm. cover um and this was composed by keske or kisuke ito but covered by somniatica mm-hmm. Welcome back. You're listening to Coke, I'm sorry, Bummed, AI Somnium Files, Coke AI Cover. I'm going to say, I'm not sure if it's pronounced Coke I or Coke AI, but I feel like Coke AI makes more I sense. Think, I
1: think, yeah, I think that's what you've got, because it's kind of like AI's in the name, right? mm mm-hmm. AI Somnium.
0: And this is composed by Kisuke Ito, covered by Somniotica and submitted by a listener and friend, Martyrus, and this is what he had to say about that. This adventure game, developed and published by Spike Chunsoft, lets you follow a detective named Kaname... Here's another one for the thing I've questioned earlier, basically. (laughs) There it is. Um, Lets you follow a detective named Kaname Date, who solves several serial killings with the help of his AI partner named Alba. While you'll do some real-world investigation, it may be necessary to use the P-Sync
1: machine to enter the... the machine. Ah, crap. I think it's Sync, but with the P... Like psychic, like sync. You know what? That makes more sense. Yeah, I think so.
0: It's, I'm, tough. I'm, it's tough. It really <laughs> is. <but> I'm <laughs> yeah. going
1: to make that whole statement again because... Okay, I, okay. I, I, we
0: go. So, right. While you do some real-world investigation, it may be necessary to use the sync machine to enter the minds of key witnesses and suspects in a dreamscape called the Somnium. Since there are many ways to reach the end of a case, you can go back to particular parts of the branching narrative to see the complete story. This cover extends the original track. Whereas the original track has a piano with a backing chorus voice, Mm. the cover adds more substance to the mood with additional vocals Mm. and some synthesizer. Listening to this cover makes my spine shiver a bit, a testament to how well the cover artist captured the atmosphere of the original track and amplified it several times more. I'm sure I could have found more remixes and covers, but I wanted to rush these requests in time for the show. Enjoy and be good to yourself. Mm. Working on it and trying. I
1: think you just did the end. Remember for the episode, right? <laughs> there you go. Right, there, all in one. Um, that was. I like this. This is very different too from what we played today, but also very different. But also like kind of in the same like atmospheric kind of vein. You know, just just no rhythm. Yeah, like the rhythm section added to it. I just like the premise of
0: this game being that by having this whole like psychic scape. You can introduce a different style of, you know, crime solving to the game. Like you're not just looking at a crime scene, looking for clues. You're diving into people's psyche and looking mm. for like repressed memories yeah. and stuff. So I can see that being pretty awesome. That is. I just have to sit down and actually
1: engage with it. <laughs> There's a lot to make it. the time. There's a lot to engage with. So, if you would like to find more information on the bonus round part of our show, you can go to rhythmandpixels.com and we're going to have links to the artists, SoundClouds, and Bandcamps and everywhere you can go you know, download the music, stream the music, or buy the music and support these incredible artists. All right, thank you for joining us on episode 34-2 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is detective work. Detective games, detective stories, you know, detective listeners, detective podcasters.
0: And I got to say I am I'm not sure if I'm happy or sad that I made that inquiry earlier because I think it's old man brain that was hit me with that, but there are a lot of track a lot of tracks from this episode alone even that hit that question and basically answered that question. Plus listeners also had a number of su- suggestions that already came through before the episode even released, so I have some more digging to do. I'm an old man, Rob. I'm old more man. digging, yeah. Um, I want to learn about. I want to find more. You know, oh, detective more about games. These, oh, More detective
1: games. I thought you wanted to learn more about the games that. that
0: oh no! That oh, honestly, there's a couple that I do want to do from the show, mm-hmm. but I want to find more Eastern developed detective games. Yeah, absolutely.
1: There's a. There, I'm sure they're all out there. You know, there's so many hidden. Maybe there's some lists you can find online too. Some of them also. I don't think of any on the Genesis. A detective game on the Genesis. Detective game on the Genesis. See, sounds like a good excuse to do some mm. digging after the episode. Yeah, I'll be curious to hear that. Um, yeah, I hope uh, you boom, enjoyed the boom, show. Boom, again, boom. this was a live streamed, recorded episode for our Patreon members. Um, so again, these these episodes just get released like normal on our normal podcast feed, but we record them live in front of you for your amusement, and I hope you're amused by this. And Where if not. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> not much we can do about that unless you have some suggestions, by all means. Hit us with them. Hit up. But
1: if they're mean, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you have topic suggestions or track suggestions, uh, we take them from everybody. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a Patreon member. We'll take them for this show. And honestly, we like to take uh, track and topic suggestions for all of our shows. And you can get them to us through our email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And you can also get a full track listing from this episode and all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes, even all the way back to episode 1-1, Rhythm and Pixels Babies, at the website, <laughs> rhythmandpixels.com. You go right there you get all that. And at the top of the webpage, there's a little link that takes you to our Discord server, where there's a little bit of a discourse happening about game music and video games and just, you know, just game news in the area. There's other podcasters there as well if you want to get to know them. You can give them a shout and they'll say hello. Um, We also have a uh, YouTube radio station that's uh, 24/7 playing nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts. The music is all curated by Purnell and myself and it is a lot of music in there. Um, So you can go to youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels. And all of that is there. Uh, I'm just maintaining it for now, but I'll be adding a lot more music and backgrounds to that probably in the next few weeks because I just want to kind of keep adding more to it. And as, uh, as Patreon members of like the highest tiers, you can actually add your own like little like uh, uh, like radio stings in between the music if you want. Like That's an option. If you want us to, to record something for you and play it on the radio station, it'll go in rotation and, and, and it'll play all day long. So if you're interested in that, that's also a, uh, a thing you can do in Patreon. So if you want to support the show, you can um, hit the subscribe button or the like button wherever you are. Or you can just tell people about it. You can share it on Facebook or Instagram. You can share it wherever, and that would really help us out.
0: You could even leave a series of intricate clues, each more <laughs> devilishly devious <laughs> than the last, all over town in hopes that your friends and family decipher the clues and decipher determine that Rhythm and Pixels is a great podcast worth listening to.
1: Right, and it all just it all ends to like a little like iPod I'll just iPod <laughs> shuffle <laughs> well, that's play that just has a few of our episodes on it, and they're like. I think this is another clue but no oh it's the solution baby it's the sol- it is the prize all along the frenzy made along the way um, you can also uh, support us by going to patreon patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels um, as, as a member of any of the uh, the levels there you get access to these monthly live streamed episodes and um, you also get cool stuff like stickers and there's mugs and there's t-shirts and there's all sorts of cool stuff so um, and, and prequel episodes and even some of the um, our live uh, episodes that maybe didn't quite make the cut to our main feed. You can check out all that there at Patreon. And then we also like to thank, oh, it's a patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. And we like to thank all of our uh, Patreon members who are at the highest tiers at the end of every episode. So we want to first thank Brooke and Frankly Zappa. Both of you, thank you so, so much. Huge thank you. Um, we want to thank Khalid also. Huge, huge thank you to Khalid. And hey, I want to say he's in, he's new too, right? Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. He's new and he's at the, uh, one of the highest tiers. So Khalid. Huge thank you. Thank you for supporting our show. We know you've been listening for a long time, and that's that's all the support that we need, really, um, knowing that you're out there, and, and you write us every once in a while. So thank you so much. So yes, He
0: actually listens to us while going on, like, marathon runs.
1: Yeah, long, long distance running while listening to our show, and there's a lot of it. So he can probably get through a few episodes <laughs> while he's out there, which is impressive. So thank you so much. Um, we also want to thank the number one. Number one. Out there killing it with the alphabetical order. Just being first on there, number one Well, want to thank Kristen GameFan44 I think she'll be proud by the way I only have one Ultra Beast left oh Guzzlord oh that's hilariously named <laughs> <laughs> the Guzzlord <laughs> the Guzzlord alright Guzz uh, so thank you Kristen thank you Mike Myers thank you Tyrionator thank you Ulf Person thank you Alex Messenger uh, the Messenger from AVGM Journey fantastic podcast thank you Andreas Melberg, Brian Pitt Cameron Worma, thank you. Good to see you again. Uh, thank you very much, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. By the way, real quick, oh, yeah, I think I want to try to commission him to draw some pictures of us because I saw some oh, pictures yeah. he did recently and he's really good. Yes. And uh, I want to... Carlos, uh, Ed has some of your artwork hanging in his house, framed in yes. his basement. And it's awesome. We should do that. All right. I, I totally want to. All right, we'll, we'll get together and we'll figure out the resources we have to, to, to put that together. So, um, Carlos, we're coming your way. Watch out. I want to thank Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy. Thank you to Christopher Sendstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Regal, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio. Thank you. Uh, Also, very cool seeing you again. Uh, Keith Chesterman, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast. Dr. Michael Bridgewater. Rage Cage, host of the VGM Emporium podcast. Reinhardt Zelkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you all, and many, many, many more. Thank you all very much for your continued support of our show. We greatly appreciate all of your support and even just interest in the show in general. Just thank you. It means a lot to us. Yeah, it means so, so much to us. We have we have topics for days, but if there's anything you want to hear more of or see more of from us, please feel free to write in. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing to and the best that we can. And keep in mind, that's also worth saying, if you want to
0: see a topic revisited, yeah. I mean, I have this we we weird desire. we are not to revisit
1: cop topics, yeah. Yeah, I'm always like, we don't need to. We don't need to. Every once in a while, I'm like, you know, is it time? Should we uncork the Like, No! So, At this point, it's not going to be like, we'll do another sports episode. It'll be like, no, it'll be basketball. <laughs> or it'll be soccer. You know, we're going to pick a sport. <laughs> basketball
0: where you generally play with a pogo stick.
1: I would do a tennis episode. It'd be kind of fun. There's a lot of tennis There's games a out lot, there. There's a lot of tennis. Um the out the tennis. Um, wow, this last track we're listening to is from the game Ghost Trick. The track a game is Suspicion. Everyone and their mom should play Ghost Trick. <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, Carlos is a huge fan named his dog after the dog and ghost trick that's right um this was also picked by uh, at least it was Jess so no it was it was, game, it was a game fan oh it was game fan I'm sorry I got them game fan them right game to each four. other alright well anyway thank you everyone everyone so much for listening to the show I want to thank everyone in the chat room everyone all of our Patreon members who are watching who's been watching us tonight thank you very much for, for doing that as well and spending your evening with us or morning if, if that's wherever you are in the time in the world that you are thank you all so much for watching us um we don't have a topic for next week, but it's coming soon, so... Well,
0: remember, we, we have a two-week buffer, thankfully, but we still gotta well, we got to get cracking. Oh yeah, a week buffer.
1: Well, two weeks. We record in two weeks. Oh, we record in two weeks. So, we got a two-week buffer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could record next week and be one week ahead of the curve, so that's not a bad idea. No, that's not a bad idea at all. All right, so... Well, we've never done that. In fact, I'm, I'm ready to just let this one, like, just go. You know, be like... <sighs> <laughs> Take a breather! I, I'm spending, like, five days at the beach, so... Um, taking the dog with me. Well, there it. you go, then. I can't wait. We got, I got one of those tent things, you know, that you can put in the sand. It's not like it's like an umbrella, but it's like four posts on it. Well, yeah. as he stayed nestled in the sand, yeah, and there's yeah. not much of a ground. It's, it's, got, um, it's got spikes and like these little bags you fill with sand to hold it down. Ah, I see. So sand's keeping sand yeah, down. Yeah, so I can hang out. I don't think I could bring Cardi on the beach, the dog The dog on the beach. the I, dog I,
0: will be hilarious to watch on the beach. I, what is this stuff? Yeah, I know. I can't. Hopefully. I can't firmly. Unless, it, step on unless it. it's
1: too hot I don't want. I don't want her hurting her paws because she. She's a little moody. A little princess. I have. I want to see her try to walk in shoes. I mean, we did that with Elvis years ago, and it was really funny. <laughs> it was really really funny because there's always a, make them uh, squeak too. Because during the yeah, just during the the winter, people put a lot of salt on the roads, and it would really hurt his his paws. Anyway, those are the dogs.
0: Actually, I'm curious now. This will be something for listeners that I can pick up on this too, because I'm curious for something. Martyr said he said another Pernell
1: episode, whatever that means. I'm curious about that. Uh, pixel plays maybe. I don't know. That's what I'm curious about. Mm. Or maybe, um, maybe something like that's more personal to you, like the Memoriam episode, or um, I don't know, something like that. Something to think about. Something to think about. Let us know and. We'll do it. So, everyone, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for watching us. We'll see you next week. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. Have a safe time. Safe week. I keep... uh, Have a safe time. (laughs) Have a safe time at the beach. Have a safe time and a good drive.
0: (laughs) Good fight. Good night. Good night. And remember, uh, well so this episode was about detectives games being you know folks who are have great attention to detail or able to focus on the minutiae to get to the bottom of the case figure things out and save the day however unfortunately sometimes we as people have a tendency to get down to the minutiae and find points of our own selves which generally results in a lot of i don't know let's call it unconstructive digging at our own basis, like who we are as a person, what makes us great and not so great. Sometimes it's best to just not delve too deep in the self. Like it's worth reflecting on who you are as a person and growing as a person, but don't overdo it. Don't overthink it. Don't push yourself to the brink of insanity, wondering about if your nails are the right length, or if you say the right things every freaking moment of the day, because it ain't bloody worth it. Just know you're a good person do good things be good to people and those who are worth being your life will come into it and hopefully stay there they should because you're friggin awesome and that's them